Patreon uh, creator. And we're not hey. on Patreon. <laughs> uh, Luke, shove just a little bit to your right. Just like a smidge. And we're live. Welcome to the WAN Show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a fantastic show for you today with a special guest. We do have some tech news. So our highlight topics of the day are, of course, going to be SSD bait and switching, meaning that you might not get the performance you expect when you buy a solid state drive and risk five CPUs looking to unofficially absolutely decimate Apple's M1 SOC's efficiency numbers. <gasps> What could this mean for the future? Luke, what else we got? And the RTX 3060 Ti launched and immediately dis as everyone expected it would. Mm -hmm. And the Micron Fab went down for one hour and DRAM prices reflected that immediately, which is kind of sad. And of course, by popular demand, we have the one, the only, Sarah Budd as a guest today. That's Hi. right. The illustrator of the ABCs of gaming as she's best known. Oh, wow. You have one with you. That is so awesome. <laughs> of course you do. I also have one behind me. Also, <laughs> also, she's agent. What What was it? Money nickel or something? I can't Sarah remember. Jane Cash Nickel. Cash Nickel. So she is here for us to do a pretty sick Q&A session with you guys about what it was like being the secret agent for Secret Shopper. If there's anything you guys want to know, Sarah is here to answer your questions. Let's go ahead and roll that intro. It is going to be a fantastic show. They can hear you, by the way. Just so you know. I have no idea what you're laughing about, but they can definitely hear you. The show is brought to you today by Kite, Vessi Footwear, and Redux. And we will get you some more details about them a little bit later on. So why don't we just see if there's uh, anything in here that's like kind of secret, like tangentially secret shopper related, maybe? Um... No, no, not really. There's basically nothing. Okay, so why don't we just jump <laughs> right into the secret shopper Q&A? Because honestly, Sarah, I have some questions for you right out of the gate. I mean, how hard did you want to tear your freaking hair out being on the phone with Dell? For you probably spent, I mean, you probably spent hours <laughs> on the phone with Dell. I did. <laughs> yes. Well, okay. Here, here, I have a tattoo that says patience. I don't mm -hmm. know if you can see it. Uh, I'm like yeah. a super patient person. So like those kind of calls don't bother me at all. Like I was totally chill the whole time. Really? I was dancing to the hold music. Yeah, I had no issues. It, okay. it was kind of fun actually. <laughs> that is uh, not I don't think I've ever heard anyone describe being being held, put on hold for hours as fun. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, I, that's cool. Yeah. So, okay, fine then. So being on hold is fine, but then I was totally chill the whole time. Really? But what about like, what about the, okay, fine. What, what about, about them scamming you? Sure. Yeah. How about I that? didn't even realize how many times they asked me if I wanted to buy a warranty, if I'm being honest with you, I was just really? like so focused on you... making sure that I didn't seem nervous in the video that like, I was totally chill during the whole call. I, I had no idea how many times they asked for warranty. <laughs> you must have known it was more than once, though. 
Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. Okay. I, I kept looking over at Jake and he was giving me the look like, like you know. It's so I, funny because when I was watching the footage back, I was even just like, wow, she is like such a professional. Like you were just, you were honestly, you were a better phone representative than half of the phone representatives that you talked to. You were just like, yeah. oh no, thank you. I'm good. Thank you. And then I did customer service for like three years. So it's just ingrained in my brain to be nice to whoever you're talking to. And so that's just the kind of person I am now. <laughs> so, okay, fine then. Uh, I'm going to wait and yeah. see if, uh, actually, okay, we do, we do have a couple of uh, questions from people. Yeah. Uh, Leland over on Floatplane asks, I mean, would you have felt different about it if you had spent your own $1,500? Was part of it that this was just like company money, la-di-da, whatever, it doesn't really matter. I'm being paid right now. I mean, the thing is, is I don't know anything really about PCs, so I didn't know what I was buying in the first place. So, like, if I was going into it knowing what I needed to buy, then obviously I would feel differently. Mm -hmm. um, but, like, during the call... <clears throat> I did. I, I, it was fine. <laughs> You're just totally chill. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Did you ever get the bacon scented face masks? Asks Digidude512. No, they were sold out. <laughs> oh, really? You did try to buy it? <laughs> yeah. That is yeah. fantastic. And I, it seems interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I love <laughs> Worth it. looking into, I guess. <laughs> okay. Has the experience made you feel like learning to build your own PC? This is one of my questions. So I actually do have a PC of my own, but I had a lot of guidance um, when I was building it. Um, so I- But you did build I it would, yourself. I, I did build it, yes. Really? Oh, okay. Um, yes, yes. I just, I just had like a ton of direction. I didn't, I, okay, I wasn't building it by myself. I had somebody with me and so we were building it together, but it was basically me watching them build my PC for me. Um, okay. that's why when I'm like pulling out the ram sticks in the video, I have no idea what I'm doing. Cause like, honestly, <laughs> I haven't yeah. really done it before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, even as that some... GPU, that was pretty crazy oh. to watch. I mean, even I, as... I think I felt physical pain watching that section. And I think a lot of the audience probably did as well. That as, was, yeah. yeah. As someone who's made a brand out of like manhandling hardware on camera and like kind of memeing <laughs> yeah. that stuff up. Even for me, watching that was like, ooh. <laughs> was I learned from the best, I guess. <laughs> don't lie. You don't watch the videos. Hey, that one ram stick that I dropped, you were behind me. So, like, I blame you for that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't even think you knew I was there. Yeah, I, I mean, she dropped ram stick. You threw ram stick. I don't know. I don't know which is worse. Okay, Nerdum yeah. asks, uh, oh, if you guys are just tuning in, we've got Sarah, our one and only secret shopper. Actually, we have two secret shoppers. We've had Agent Janice and Agent Sarah now, but uh, she just wrapped up the latest run of secret shoppers. So she's asking questions, or <clears throat> answering questions from the audience <laughs> about what the experience was like. Nerdum over on Floatplane asks, do you actually love roosters? Uh <laughs> like, would you describe yourself as uh, a cock I'm lover? I'm a big animal lover. No. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw I love that animals. At you. The entire <laughs> comment of section of that video was like, <laughs> "Yes, 
Don't yeah. worry. I yeah. I intentionally made that innuendo, actually, if I'm being honest with you. Um, but I do love animals, just to answer that question. So. <laughs> All right, there we go. <laughs> Roosters are in the, in the vein of that. <laughs> Got it. Uh, psycho. I, I have one. I have one. I have one. Yeah, hit me. Yes. If you were, so you have a computer, but if you needed to buy a new computer and you decided to go the route of buying a pre-built, after this experience, which one of those brands would you go with? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, um, so if I'm being honest, I can barely remember which companies <laughs> I even talked to. <laughs> All right. But I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Didn't Origin do good or something? <laughs> well, okay. It kind of depends on how you, uh, hmm. it depends what on how you, you interpret value. it. Yeah, Origin did a great job of the customer service. You really liked the Origin people, but they shipped you a really slow computer. If you want it to show up perfectly, but you don't really care what it actually is, then yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it was in a crate. I mean, they gave you a $50- I like RGB. Like, they gave you a $50 prepaid visa for some reason. Instead and a t-shirt, right? Yeah, instead of just $50 off the like computer in the first place, which might've been smarter. <laughs> Okay, but for real, I don't think I'd ever buy a pre-build. I'm a really crafty person, so I'd love to, like, actually build a PC on my own without guidance. Just, like, kind of do it. Okay. <laughs> you know? Interesting. So, audience, yeah. audience, what do you guys think of this as a video concept? We do a follow-up to Secret Shopper where instead of Sarah... Um, you know, putting all of her time and effort into dealing with like shady sales reps, she puts her time and effort into with nothing but Linus Tech Tips videos, researching the parts. We actually make her research the parts herself and building the PC herself. So it's like a two part shoot. And then maybe what we could do to kind of simulate the experience of just being like a, a, a random that just wants to build a computer. You have like kind of lifelines, but they're in the form of like forum or Reddit posts or something like that. So I'm sitting there on like the other end of, a, of like a chat or like you, you literally have to go on Linus Tech Tips forum or something like that and post your questions. And if people are too slow, like I can step in and answer them, but you otherwise have to completely go through the process and then decide at the end, would you do it yourself completely yourself without help? Or would you just buy a pre-built for what the difference in price is? I feel sound? like you should, I feel like you should have her forum handle be anonymous. Yeah. Because if, it, if it's a real, and maybe yours is too, and you can answer to help, but, but you won't know if it's a good answer from me or if it's just some random. <gasps> that would be so much fun. Oh my gosh. Can we do that? <laughs> and then you guys should have a baseline one that's also built by like Jake or someone. And then like test them at the end and see how they compare. I kind of like it. All right. We'll have to give you a budget. Same thing. Just because it's like it's too easy if there's no budget. That's not really even fun. Right. I've got a question. And people from... would have a budget. Yeah. I've got a question yeah. from HP DeskJet 500. Hey, Sarah, what are your thoughts on Secret Shopper basically turning you into a meme? <laughs> I think this guy follows me on Twitter. I see his tweets all the time. Um, I am fine with it, I guess. I never thought I would reach meme level. But like, Linus, watch out, I'm coming for you. Oh, I know, right? I'm trying to find it right now. I don't know what the typical caption is for it, but it is, oh yeah, here it is. All right, here, I'm just gonna flip over to my display <laughs> capture here. This is freaking amazing, this picture. Like, what even is that? It's... <laughs> what, I don't even know what part of the video that was from. 
It's from when I dropped the GPU. Oh, that's right. Hold on a second. There it is. There it is. So there, there, there's Sarah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. It's absolutely freaking amazing. Like what, what it, what were you, what was going through your head at that moment? <clears throat> I mean, I was literally just as cringe as anybody else watching that video. That's my cringe face to me dropping the GPU. Like, I, I knew it was bad. I know the GPU is one of the most expensive parts of the computer. And I was just like, oh. It was so bad. Oh, my yeah. goodness. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, this is a question for me. Where did you work as a CSR? I feel like I should know this because, you know, I probably saw your resume at some point or another. But actually, maybe I didn't. Maybe I never saw your resume. I don't think I was involved in hiring you at all, was I? <laughs> no, you were <laughs> Yeah, that explains how it happened. That's how we end up with all these Gen Zs around here. I think I was consulted. I think I was sort of given like a description of you and then the other top candidate. And it was like, okay, do you want the one that's like lots of raw potential, like good dragon energy, but like kind of random? Or do you want the one that's like experienced and professional, but probably not as much like dragon energy? And then I'm not going to tell you which one you were because I would never comment on an HR decision, you know, on a live stream like this. But uh, That's uh, where, where exactly did you work? Um, so I worked at a restaurant called Mr. Mike's for a while as a hostess. Oh. So you really learn to deal with people when you work in a restaurant. Because nobody's ever happy. Um, and then I also worked uh, at a thrift store for a while. So... Yeah, really? It's, it's a vibe. Yeah. I'm gonna pop some tags. Only got twenty dollars in my pocket. You don't I even think, know like, what song overall, I'm singing, do you? You have no idea what song. I'm, no, I don't believe it's you. Thrift shop by Macklemore. All right, fine, fine. All right, okay. Linus. All right. Well, I had no reason to think that you would know what that song is. It's from before you were born. <laughs> no, it's not. I it's was gonna say. Like, I think that's a bit of a boomer well. song. Yeah, 20, yeah, 2012, 2012, 2012. I'm pretty sure you weren't born yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, what else we got here in the float plane chat? Uh, oh, man, it's just like tons of spam. OMG, yes, we have to do that video yeah, concept. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you just want to talk? Is there anything that you wanted to say that you felt didn't come across in the videos? Um, okay, I got accused a lot of like helping out one of the people too much. You did about about telling him that I haven't checked the RAM stick yet. But like during my call at the beginning, he said this could be the problem, this could be the problem, the RAM stick could be the problem, and so I just thought I would like bring that back up. <laughs> you did. So it's not really helping him because he did suggest it. You, you know? were pretty like... helpful in some places. You were like <laughs> very helpful in some cases. I was like. Honestly, though, none of the ones where you were super helpful ended up winning it anyway. So yeah. clearly it wasn't good enough. <laughs> I I just like helping people, you know. <laughs> it was painful to like know exactly what was wrong with the computer and them like trying. I Probably not their hardest, honestly, but trying. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be able to help them. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me have a look. Uh, Speed Whoa, Demon so Adam. Someone brought up Sarah versus Dennis. Sarah versus Dennis? I already know Sarah would win. Like, oh, man. Dennis has even built multiple computers. And still, when I watch Dennis, did you see Did you see Dennis's video where he uh, collabed with Anthony 
where Anthony was like uh, instructing him uh, through like FPV, like FPV goggles and a camera that was um, installed oh, on Dennis's no, forehead. And then Dennis is blindfolded trying to build yeah. a computer. And it was just, what? It, he, he actually broke the motherboard. Like I had to go, I had to rebend a bunch of pins in the socket after. It was painful. Oh Meanwhile, me and Yvonne just like absolutely slayed it because she knows how to follow basic instructions. Like it was, it was so hard to watch, man. So hard to watch. Um, oh, that that video has a terrible like dislike ratio. Not because I think that it's not entertaining, but I think people just couldn't people don't like people don't like broken hardware too. Yeah. I, I think they just couldn't. I thought it was just too hard. Um, all right. Which one of the which one of the things? Ooh, this is interesting. If you were buying your own, let's say you were buying a pre-built. Out of everything we tested, which one do you think is the most important to you after the fact, after going through this with everyone? Initial sales, uh, tech support, or the actual value of the product? Like, which one holds the most weight for you? I think the actual value of the product. Because, like, in the end, you want to make sure you're getting your money's worth of whatever you're buying. Um, like, customer support is important, but, like, there's videos, like, we have on YouTube where if you really need help fixing something, you can just, like, look it up. Um, and then, like, buying something over the phone doesn't really happen anymore. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think value is the most important part of, like, the whole Secret Shopper series. Ms. Butt, just... are you critiquing yeah. the uh, methodology of our Secret Shopper I think you just did. Series. I'm not the only one, <laughs> but that wasn't I my think question. That what though. we're doing is important. <laughs> I think what we're doing is important because we are showing companies what they're like uh, to a regular customer, um, whether that's over the phone or through email. Usually, customer support is pretty similar. So, I don't know. I I I am critiquing it, but like not harshly. <laughs> Maybe for part three. It yeah. should have to be another, like, uninformed purchaser. And they have to go through the online system. So and, like, the, whatever system oh. they end up with is the system that they end up with. And it's it, that's how you grade, essentially, their, their configurator. I'll tell you right now, the reason we do it the way that we do it is more from, for, like, a production, for, for production purposes. Not because I think that's yeah. necessarily how everyone would go and buy a computer. Uh, the reason is that, as Luke, okay. as you and I have experienced during Scrapyard Wars time and oh, time God. again, the first episode of a Scrapyard Wars series is always just like us with our heads, our faces buried in our computers shopping online. And it's not entertaining. It's not no. interesting. Yeah. Whereas if we were able to go through a physical market, it would be a lot more interesting for sure. Meanwhile, if you're talking to someone on the phone, it's like comedy gold because it is amazing how bad a job these companies do. And from my point of view, we're evaluating a service that they claim to offer. If you have a sales line, then someone who knows what they're doing should pick it up and advise you in a way that is, you know, not deceptive. It's that simple. So, yeah, I see the point uh, that you guys are making. And it's not the first time we've gotten this feedback. It's just that's why we do it. We do it to make more entertaining content and because it's not an invalid way to buy a computer. What it also does. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. 
No, finish it off. Sorry, I thought um, you were done. What it also does is it reveals, um, you know, how these companies behave in the situation that allows them to apply the most pressure to the customer. It's much more difficult to apply a high pressure sales tactic to someone who is over email or over live chat where they can just easily ghost you than it is when you're on the phone. Once you have someone on the phone, you are a lot closer to making a sale. And that's just like basic sales principles. So these companies yeah. that do have extremely robust and mature sales strategies are going to know that they can go after you harder when you're on the phone. So that's a third reason that I thought of on the spot, but is a very valid one for us continuing to do it the way that we do. Totally. And you don't get to hear roosters if you're not over the phone. That's right. <laughs> Exactly. Um, or get scammed by Dell as easily. <laughs> yeah. um, I, have a, I have a question for, for each of you, actually, and they're actually different questions. And one of them is not related to this project at all, but I'm going to ask it first. Got it. Um, Sarah, what is your favorite piece of merch that you have done design work on? Oh, is she going to spoil the one that I'm about to announce? <laughs> I don't Probably have not. to. Probably I don't think not. that's my favorite. Um, I loved doing the folding at home t-shirt because it was for a great initiative. Uh, we were able to raise lots of money. Um, we raised a ton it... of money, Sarah, like 60 yeah, grand no, or something like that. It was awesome. crazy. Um, and also it's just cool seeing, I think that was the first t-shirt design that I did. Um, and yep. it was really cool for me to see people around the office wearing it. Um, Cause like, I've never done a project like that before. So being able to see, and then also people like tweeting pictures of them with their new folding at home t-shirt. I was like, is this what it's like? You <laughs> it, know, it, it's, it, that was a lot of fun. You know, what's going to be a blast for you? Like just absolutely going to blow your mind is when we can finally do LTX again and you are walking around on the floor at LTX and people are just like decked out in your designs. It's like, crazy. Yeah. It's it's going to be super fun. Like Lloyd, I remember talking to him after LTX um in 2019 and he was just like this is pretty cool because as a designer, I mean, obviously it's nice to get paid. You know, everybody needs to make money. <laughs> But as a designer, uh, just like for me as like a, a content creator, like it's it's only so much fun to make videos if I'm just throwing them out into a void and nobody's watching them. It's only yeah. so much fun to design stuff that you think is cool, but it's really validating to see a bunch of people agree. And because it's going to be so long before another LTX, man, there are going to be a lot of Sarah designs walking around on the show floor. And then people are going to start walking up to you and asking you to sign them, which is like a whole oh. other level of surreal. Are you ready? Yeah. I don't know. I really don't You're know. Even, your own just art. Like, even just releasing this, like when it launched, I was just like, I illustrated an ABC book. Like, I don't know how many people who get to say that in their lifetime. And like, that's super special for me. So. I still need to stock up on a few of those. And we've sold thousands of them. Which is pretty That's cool. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Pretty sick. Okay. Store.com. Okay. Question for for Linus now. Oh. Um, and back back more on topic. I Fine. guess. Yeah. Hit um, me. Have any of those companies reached out since then? Have you talked to Dell essentially, but also have any of the other companies reached out? Um, I don't think Main Gear has done anything as crazy as last time. I think last time they like put out a press release talking about how we praised their customer service and stuff like that. I don't think they've done that this year, but I did, haven't paid attention. I buy Bauer tweeted. They were very proud of themselves. I mean, they've won two years in a row, so they should be. 
Um, you know, they definitely had some things to fix and they acknowledged that in their tweet. They said, hey, here's the like three or four things that we agree we could do better on, but we're super proud that we have two crowns in a row now and we're looking forward to another one. So they were jazzed. As for Dell, I've seen them go on the defense on Twitter a little bit. They've acknowledged it both on the Alienware handle and the Dell cares handle, I think. Uh, but they have not actually like contacted us to my knowledge so what do you think about and this is we're maybe getting into the weeds here a little bit sure um but they legitimately scammed you yeah like uh are you gonna it's, go after them no that's not my no. jam i mean if i was i was way more mad I mean, like completely outside of the like business relations stuff yeah they stole your money sort like, of so here's where dell i think gets off the hook if okay. I was the litigious sort, um, I got an invoice that had those items on it. So there's... Before you paid for it, is that correct? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think I had paid for it. But I think that given that those items were on the invoice, they can basically pull up the paper trail and say, look, we provided an invoice. We delivered exactly what it said on the invoice at the price that is shown on Dell.com to within a couple of dollars. Uh, we are we are all good. Everything is all good. Um, I think they'd get away with it, and I think that's where that's where we were actually very close to changing the title of part four to uh, Dell defrauded us instead of Dell scammed us uh, or something okay. like that. Uh, I, think I don't that's know what enough stuff on. about legal things to comment on that, but so that sounds scam. Bleh. Scam is bleh. not like uh, a, like a legal term to my knowledge. It's more of like a colloquial term. They definitely like they ripped us off. They scammed oh, us. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think we could say that they defrauded us. And honestly, I was far more angry um, about the Apple situation when we broke the computer, which we were always upfront about. It's been extremely frustrating over the years to see people come back at us and say I that we were expecting some kind of handout from Apple. Yeah. We were not expecting a handout. We walked into the Apple store and said, hey, we broke this. You guys are the manufacturer. We would like to pay you to fix it. We understand that this is going to cost money, but as the manufacturer, we believe, however naively that might have been, we believe that you have the tools and the know-how to fix your own product. That's what happened. And they sent us away and there was no solution. And what made that particularly infuriating was that was a professional product. That is a different can of worms. When some consumer desktop is sold with a high pressure sales tactic and antivirus and uh you know what was the other thing and warranty that i didn't want that's like yeah what else is new when a professional product has absolutely no recourse whatsoever if it is broken that is not okay that that is something that could be that, aside from the cost of the product and it was an expensive product so imac pro aside from the cost of the product there's an opportunity cost there's a business interruption cost to not having that equipment running potentially now luckily i'm in a situation where i don't really need that imac pro that badly my business can run just fine without it but if i was a small time you know freelance videographer or something and that thing like didn't work and maybe it was my bad maybe it was there should be a way to fix it if I am able to pay for it. That was why I was so mad. 
Um, so it, I don't know. To me, maybe I'm just desensitized to it. It's not because I have any kind of like special place in my heart for Dell. Don't get me wrong. I just am. I, I don't know. I've I've bought enough things at Future Shop, which is what Best Buy here used to be called. Uh, well, sort of. It's complicated, but it was basically Canadian Best Buy. Uh, I bought enough things at yeah. Future Shop and Best Buy and like big box stores with commission structures like they have for selling warranty that like it just doesn't surprise me at all. I, I, I think any, anytime you get into charging me more money, I'm going to get a little triggered. But I think like it, it, if if I was in a in a future shop back in the day and they've got this commission structure and I tell the uh, I tell the sales representative five times or whatever it ended up being that I don't want the uh, whatever it's called. I don't remember anymore. Yeah. PSP or whatever. Yeah, Best the Buy PSP. If I tell them that and yeah. then I go to pay and I'm like, huh, this is more expensive than I thought. I must have miscalculated the tax or something in my head. And then I walk out and while I'm walking out, I look at my receipt and the PSP's on there. I would freak. But here's the issue. No matter how much you freak, no matter how mad you are about it, What's the worst that can happen? What what are you gonna do? Take them to small claims know. court? It's like actually See, a waste of your time. Yeah, but I I don't know. Oh, there you go. I you know, think at like, least I'd be applying pressure. See, in this situation, what I would do is I would I would put them on blast on social media, which kind of happened by default. So I don't really know what you would do. Um, my biggest but, worry is just like people buying computers not knowing what they're buying and then Dell like bringing down the price of the computer just so they can add those like warranties that they don't want. Well, uh, like, that's that's what happened. Unfair. You, yeah, exactly. You gave them a budget and they basically, as far as I can tell, the representative maximized their commission. That was what they did. They slipped in. So however they get paid, we don't know exactly what the structure is, but we know for sure. Well, okay. We know for sure they get a bonus for selling warranty. That yeah. much was crystal clear. Absolutely. What yeah. we don't know is if they get more for selling a higher end system, for example, though. So uh, what they did apparently was they minimized the system because apparently they get less commission from that. That's what we're guessing. And then maximized the services that they could put on. They tried real hard to get you on the financing, but they weren't going to be able to sign you up for credit without you noticing. So they couldn't slip that in. They slipped in everything that they could. And, you know, I don't even blame the sales rep to be perfectly honest with you. To me, what that whole experience smelled like was a bad system. This is a system yeah. where Dell yeah. is not investigating these problems, obviously. This is a system where Dell is incentivizing their salespeople um, to just badger the customer effectively. Like it was clearly a trained behavior, what was happening there. Oh, Luke, yeah. oh, there you go. Two Two questions that that I've got um, for you, Sarah. At this at this yeah. point, is uh, what do you think your your biggest one or maybe few pain points were, and what do you think your biggest one or or maybe few uh, like, like like good points of the experience were? Um, what bothered you the most? Um, it's hard for me to look at pain points. Honestly, I I always am looking at the positive in any situation. Um, so like. Um, I honestly don't, I'll go back, I'll go back to my pain points. And I think my positive experiences during Secret Shopper were just like, 
talking to genuine reps for different companies like the guy who talked about bacon face masks like (laughs) i i just feel like you want that when you're trying to get help with your computer or trying to get help with anything really um having worked with customer service in the past though do you think that that representative would have an issue with other customers like you liked it i feel like i would have a good time but no i don't know (laughs) i don't think so i Um, think that a good rep could have adapted anyway yeah that's true like that's part of being a good customer service representative now i didn't work in the restaurant industry but i did work sales floor sales in a computer store and you you got to just develop a sense for it okay this person doesn't want to make small talk okay uh, yeah, you know, exactly. let's let's get down to business. They just need a cable and they need to get the heck out of here uh, versus like this person's like doesn't really know the stuff very well and really wants to feel confident before they make their purchase and they need a lot of help. Or or there's the ones that just want affirmation. They already know what they want, but they just want you to like tell them it's a good idea. And so you'll try to steer yeah. them to something else like I would have. This was this was a really classic one. Like back when uh, when I was a sales rep, AMD was on top in terms of price to performance. And, oh, uh-oh, Sarah just lost the light. Okay, <laughs> We're back. there we go. Um, AMD was on top for price to performance. And wait, no, were they? Let me think. Ooh, how far back was I? When was I a sales rep? I think so. Whatever. The point, yes, yes, they were. And you'd have a lot of people coming in because they heard dun, 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 on TV or whatever. And they'd be like, okay, I want to buy an Intel CPU. And you'd say, hey, you know, I'd really think that you should get this one. I think you'd be really happy with it. And they'd go, oh, yeah, you know what? Thanks for sharing that with me. But, you know, my brother's cousin's mother's daughter's dad um, said I should go Intel. It's the best. And then you kind of you just back off. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you're, it's above your pay grade to, like, get in arguments with people on the customer or in the, on the sales floor. And the, the reality of it is, so what if it's 9% slower in WinZip? Like, the reality of it is they're going to get a computer that is going to work and probably going to be fine for whatever they need to do. So, like, at the end of the day, who cares? As long as you gave them the best information you could, it's sort of, it's their decision. It's their life. It's their money, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, just just talking to personable people was definitely a great part of my experience. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I, that one guy who told me to take out the GPU, um, it was really funny when he said, like, who knows, it could already be broken. Like, <laughs> <laughs> even though he told me to do the wrong thing, probably shouldn't have let me try to rip out that gpu for as long as he did mm-hmm. um he still made me feel better about myself so i mean that's a positive and a negative in itself honestly because like I for me that... as a customer it's different as a zoomer how <laughs> obvious was it to you that they should just like get on a quick facetime or like hangouts call with you like <laughs> that's not even something that i thought about really <laughs> yeah truly oh all right i mean if it was up to me, I wouldn't be calling anybody. I would see if I could figure out the problem on my own. Um, but since that that's not the charm of Secret Shopper, obviously, I had to go through the whole process. Um, okay, a bad, bad point. Mm, after seeing that Dell scammed me, or not necessarily scam me, but um, that made me mad. <laughs> that made me mad because they took advantage of me yeah. as a paying customer. And that's really frustrating because how many other people are they doing this to really? Yeah. Um, 
that's that's the worst thing that I can think of at this point in time. I do find it entertaining that your positive point actually has absolutely nothing to do with computers or the purchasing of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I try to forget about the computer part. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. See, I don't know what to do with this. I just got an email from someone that claims to be from formerly a Dell uh, phone sales rep that basically kind of confirms a lot of the assumptions that we've made about how they've structured their sales process. Um, and apparently it's like worse than I thought. Unfortunately, without us having any confirmation from this person, uh, I don't want to talk about it. But what I will do is I'm going to reach out to this person uh, asking for proof that they worked at Dell. Ah. And can you back up any of these claims? I just, ever since watching it, I've just been, been like having, having fun little daydreams about like the next follow-up video, like the duel with Dell. <laughs> yeah. Like I just, I just want to see it go down. You know, I just, Some cause of that these... was so Ugh, that like bothered me a lot. I think whew, some that of these might accusations have bothered me more than the big. graphics card. Some, okay. some oh, of these okay. accusations in this uh, in this email are like pretty explosive. So I'll uh, let's see let's see how that goes. Let's see how that goes. Uh, it would be not great for our business to like go to go to war with Dell. But guys, <laughs> I'll tell you what: if this turns out to be true, we're taking it public, and that's just the way it's going to be because we can't nice. ignore that stuff. Yes, it's uh, coming. <laughs> Hopefully. All right. I want it so bad. I've got just a couple more questions for Sarah. Olenek over on Floatplane asks, uh, Sarah, what got you into graphic design and what makes you love it? Ooh, this is such a great question. I've thought about this in my head many, many times before. Um, I'll do a little, a little life story really quick here. Um, so in high school, I only took science and math courses, really. I did physics, pre-cal, chemistry, biology. Uh, and I enjoyed it. I wanted to go into university um, to study like biology stuff. I wanted to be a forensic pathologist, which is basically somebody who looks into dead bodies and trying to figure out the cause of death. Um, but I wasn't that great at science. <laughs> and I always loved doing art as a spare time activity. So when I was stressed, I just finished all my homework. I would be like, okay, I'm just going to draw. Or I'm just going to paint. Um, and then my grandfather bought me a computer in like grade seven. Um, it was a little MacBook Air, 11 inch, just like, and I loved it. I used to play around with um, paint and stuff on there. Um, so then going into university, I was like, I'm just going to follow my passion, <laughs> which the, I know there's like a meme that's like graphic design is a passion, but or is my passion. But it really is like as soon as I started um, I realized that I loved combining art and technology, and that is essentially what graphic design is. Um, and in my first semester, I did this project and submitted it to a worldwide contest and ended up winning like one of the awards. Oh, cool. um, So then I just figured out that was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I finished my diploma and now I'm here. So I guess it was meant to be. Yeah, we're your first job like out of school, aren't we? Yeah, pretty well. Okay, I worked at a design agency in Vancouver for like three months, um, just doing freelance stuff, um, designing 
for uh, developments. So like doing naming for developments and branding for developments. Cool. Um, but it was really boring. Yeah, so. that would be pretty boring compared to like illustrating a children's book. By the way, yeah, literally. this is great. Uh, Paul Gerarts actually just pointed out something that frankly, I did not notice. Uh, this is a super chat over on YouTube. Are you aware that Dell sold you the in-home service package and tried to get you to RMA the product to the depot yeah. yourself instead of yeah. suggesting to send someone. I did not notice. That was pointed out in the comments, actually. But yeah. That's like, hilarious. They are they're oh so God. bad. Like they're, they're so bad. That's brutal. Scum and villainry. That hurts. That oh. honestly hurts. <laughs> the worst. Uh. All right. One more, one more. Uh, Jason by three says, "Great job with the ABC book. Me and my girlfriend love it." It's not really oh, a question. Thank you so much. Not really a question. <laughs> and uh, I appreciate I, it. I lied. There is one more thing that I wanted to uh, talk about on the show before you go away. Yep. Da, 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 I da, think da, I da. have a feeling I know. New merch at LTTstore.com designed by the one and only Ms. Butt. Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen. We have toques. Yep. Okay, what color do you got? Luke, do you have one? Over the headphones. I do not have one. You do not have one? All right. Sorry. Well, that's fine. I will it's just okay. have to model. I have three. You have three. Nice. I also have three. Okay, Sarah, what color are you going to wear? And then I'll show the other two. And we'll um, see which ones sell one better. matches. All right, so, so you're going with that one? Rock yeah, on. I'm well, then I don't, the I didn't, again. didn't need to open that. Oh, wait, you're wearing them over the head. Okay, can you, can you just. It looks kind of cool. Just relax. You kids today and your, your memes. <laughs> that enough, I see meme. people wearing like toques and then they've got headphones over top of them. Anyway, the point is we have toques. That's what we call what you Yankee Doodles call beanies. And they're LTT, really subtle branding. They've just got these, uh, oh yeah, you can kind of see it. It catches the light there. They've just got a little LTT on the little uh, leather or fabric. What's this called, Sarah? Is there a technical term for that thing? It's called a hem tag. A hem tag. Thank you for that. Yep. Very helpful. So they've got <laughs> a little worry, I learned logo on the hem tag and we've got three different colors. So we've got the black on almost black. So I think we're calling that stealth. Is that right? And I think then, so, yeah. what are the other two colors called, Sarah? Um, this one's called dark heather aqua, I believe. Um, and then this one is just light gray, but it has like the orange hem tag, which is super cute. So. This is the one I'm going with for today, just because uh, it kind of matches my shirt. It's so I got shirt. the constellation yeah. shirt. I got the aqua. I really wish I had an actual mirror right now because this is this is really <laughs> hard to do in a not properly mirrored, like uh, looking through at my camera feed. <laughs> everything's opposite all right we're gonna call that good enough so i've got my one that matches my constellation shirt here and sarah is just straight up memeing it up so thank you for that sarah lttstore.com ladies yes. and gentlemen how much are we charging for these i, uh, I believe they're 19.99 19.99 the ltt beanie so let's go ahead and get the oh wow this is oh boy uh this is bad hold on a second i need to there we go Look at this guy. Look at this face he's making. I actually took that picture today. So I that's exactly what I look like. I love this one. I love... How did you decide on the different uh, hem tag designs? Like, they're all different. Um, I don't know. Just designer instinct, I guess. And then a lot of back and forth with Linus and Nick. Um, oh, that's I right. Guess I was just involved trying... in that. 
<laughs> just trying to decide what we thought would be best. We wanted to have like a few really different options. Did you just say be best? Um, Are so... you anti-bullying? Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's not that's not funny. I'll, I'll save it. <laughs> um. So like for this one, it's colored. And then this one is like a black leather and this one is a brown leather. So like, yeah, it's just a few different options. And then for colors, we wanted to have kind of a fun color. Yeah. Um, but it goes with everything. Like Nick wears this beanie every day. Jono started wearing it every day. It looks great. I'm not going to lie. Like it, it's a good color. Um, and then this one for what, like the people who don't want to show off their, their love for LTT. This one yeah. is more stealthy. They just want to quietly um, love LTT. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then this one is just like the average beanie, I would say. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show today. I am so sorry that you ended up uh, stuck at work late. Um, That's okay. All right. Yeah. Anyway, thanks everyone for sending in such great questions for Sarah. We will yes. now we will now resume your regular WAN show programming. See you on uh, <laughs> see you on Monday, Sarah. Sounds good. All Bye, right. guys. Have a great weekend. Bye. You too. And I think we need to do sponsor right. spots. Now. There we go. Actually, we need to do one more LTT store thing. Oh my. This is a product that I am extremely excited about. Look at this. Is this not the cutest thing you ever saw? It's a little <laughs> CPU pillow. That is actually pretty cute. That. it's got little pins on the bottom and everything so um okay this is one of those this is one of those situations where i probably should have been a little bit more flexible um these are really expensive and the reason is that instead of going with the super cheap like synthetic fill that um everyone uses in these products because it's super cheap um, I had recently bought an alpaca wool um, duvet for one of my kids because it was like on sale and it was exactly the same price as like the regular cotton one. I was like, oh, alpacas, they're pretty cool. Um, so I bought it and I was like, oh my God, this stuff is amazing. So then <laughs> we got the first samples. This is like many moons ago that we got the first samples of these CPU pillows. And um, I was just like, oh, these these feel crappy. What if we could get one full of alpaca wool? I want an alpaca wool one. So we got one and it was so nice. It was so squishy and just felt like so quality. But the small one was going to retail for like $40. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because uh, it was okay. so expensive, or like $34.99 or something like that. So I settled on 40% alpaca wool and 60% polyester. And it ends up feeling like really good, like way better than if it was just polyester, but saving a lot of price compared to the alpaca wool one. So then now let's get into the real problem with the alpaca wool, because we probably could have done like a $40 little thing just because like we could have been like, oh, yeah, it's a merch item, you know, support us, whatever. We know the pricing makes no sense. Uh, instead, it is $19.99 for this one. Um, we probably could have gotten away with that. The big problem is that the big one would have cost over a hundred dollars at retail if we had done it with alpaca wool. I think it would have been like one uh, one twenty nine ninety nine. 
uh, based on like our our target margin. Uh, but this one is more like a couch sized slash bed size one. And the other thing here is that this is the one that really benefits from the better wool uh, more than the other one, because instead of just being purely decorative, like it also looks cool. Uh, check out, check this out. Lloyd did a great job of the attention to detail in this. It's even got the uh, little nice. triangle. Yeah, nice. it's got the little yeah. triangle. I was everything. looking for it. Yeah. <laughs> As you were spinning it around, I was like, where's the triangle? So this one, um, <clears throat> instead of just being decorative and looking cool, it is actually comfortable enough to lay your head on. And that was one of the big reasons that I insisted on us going with the uh, blended fill for, for this one as well. So, yes. Do you have any concerns with, uh, with uh, bias claims with these pillows? Uh, bias claims. No, not really, um, because I didn't even pick which CPU we were using. Lloyd just grabbed a CPU that was in the pile of like dead CPUs and chose that as a model. <laughs> um, what we will probably do is an AMD one in the future, but the reason that after I saw the initial design, I didn't ask to change it, was that this one, to an average person, I think is more recognizable as a CPU, whereas with AMD, we'd have to find some way to represent pins instead of pads. So it was a bit more challenging artwork wise. And it Intel was like a shag carpet. <laughs> yeah, you and Intel also <laughs> has a larger green border. So from the top, like it looks more CPU like, whereas the AMD one would be like this super narrow band and like the mm -hmm. proportions wouldn't be kind of as fun. So it was it was less of like an Intel versus AMD thing, even though this is clearly an Intel CPU. And it was more of just like uh, you know, what kind of looks what looks cuter. Uh, we've yeah, already definitely. we've already got people in Floatplane chat being like, do a limited run of 100% alpaca wool. Okay, okay. That if these sell well, I want to do it. I want to do like the CPU Pillow Extreme Edition. Um, <laughs> but there's no guarantee That's that we're so gonna do perfect. that. I know, right? And then I wanted to <laughs> oh do like God. I wanted to do a black a black PCB. Yeah. Um, and so like black on black and gold on the bottom, like do extreme edition CPU. Uh, we also sampled different colors at the top. So there's a darker gray that I think could work really well with that one. So I'm not saying it will happen, but I'm also not saying that it won't happen. Um, yeah. That's pretty awesome. People are like, holy cow, $70 pillow. Okay, like for real though, uh, go shop at like Pottery Barn or whatever, and it's not going to look that bad. And the difference yeah. is that these are 40% alpaca wool instead of just being like full of garbage. So it really does add a lot of cost. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, we should totally do... <gasps> this is a great idea. Uh, dogfish, good case. There's lots of people talking about it. We should do a Threadripper one that's like a pillow. It would be so expensive though. We'd have, we could do like a pillowcase. <gasps> Threadripper pillowcase. Okay, I'm gonna send that to Nick right now. Uh... This, is, this is maybe low hanging fruit yeah. given, given uh, certain things that have been in the news recently. Um, but as, as someone who is completely detached and I have, I have no idea what, what goes on in the designing and pricing of these products, um, it might just cost more if you don't use slave labor. Um, uh, well, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely a factor. Um, you know, that's, that's why uh, we haven't had underwear for like six months. Um, well, no, I mean, I have underwear, like I'm wearing underwear right now. That I, makes sense, because I actually wanted to buy a three pack recently and couldn't and was like, what the heck? So. Yeah, so to make up for them being out of stock for so long, we have a better supplier now that we're happy with their factory conditions. Uh, the order is in, I believe it's actually in production. 
and what um, what we're doing to kind of make up for that we didn't have the V1 underwear for so long is we're going to do our V2 underwear. We're going to launch that. And we are also going to do like a, a rerun, a reprint of the V1 designs with the V2 waistband. So if you really liked the V1 designs, you will have a chance to get those. I think it's going to be shortly after we launch the V2s. Cool. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. Love it. Love launching new merch stuff because it's like so fun especially when it's like just especially when okay couple things one we managed to hit the cold season with a like cold weather product for a change usually our stuff gets delayed so much that we like miss the correct season for it by the time it's ready to <laughs> ship and then two these cpu pillows these have been in the works for almost a year like Ooh. oh man we have some crazy samples we got this one that's like the size of a dog bed at one point i was like how are we gonna ship this but it was like <laughs> super cool uh man we've been working on it forever to get the feel just right get the cost somewhat sensible i know they're expensive um anyway yeah someone in float plane chat said oh no they said who would uh said it but I, I think they're including themselves in this, like who else kind of, but they're saying who would buy a $200 GPU body pillow? Oh man. Whew. Okay. <laughs> Let's cross that bridge when we get to it, because <laughs> if it was body pillow size, motherboard blankets, <laughs> that might be like 250, like $300. Also, but I you already, guys, you guys could do a duvet cover. I already have a mock-up for that. Beautiful. I already have it. It's Love not it. motherboard. It's GPU, but I, I, Fantastic. Lloyd has a design for it. Don't nice. worry about it. We're on it. We're on nice. it. Nice. Like, honestly, guys, body pillow size, that could be like $300. Like, honestly, maybe 250 if we were like, okay, we're going to eat it on some of the margin here because you guys like said you really wanted it. But like, that's ridiculous. I, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think so, guys. Um, Silverex says, please relaunch Constellation shirt. We are working on it. We have a new hire. She started a week ago. She like actually knows things about like pattern making and fashion design and stuff. I'm super excited. Uh, we got her from a Canadian like men's fashion retailer that relocated their head office. And, uh, you know, it's not that she wasn't like great at her job or whatever. Her references were great. She just like, didn't want to move to somewhere crappy and uh so we snagged her i'm super excited uh she's still on her probation so i can't tell you like much more about her but i promise you'll meet her eventually you're gonna see some great products out of her super excited uh we should talk about some tech news what do you think we should we should do ad spots my dude oh uh yes uh the show today is sponsored by redux buildredux.com is where you can get a system at retail pricing plus just a 75 dollars build fee redux is trying to bring pc gaming to the masses and all builds come with a two-year warranty uh without a uh, uh predatory upsell <clears throat> uh, you just select your budget oh. pick your game see how they perform and then let them build your pc um Blah, blah, blah. They don't cut corners on quality. And you can start your build today at buildredux.com slash Linus. If you're not sure whether you should trust some random brand new PC builder, Digital Storm. <clears throat> yeah, they're, they're like sort of not. <laughs> yeah, so they're, 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 they're not that new. Uh, Kite. <laughs> Kite is a plugin that adds AI-powered code completions to your code editor or IDE, allowing programmers to code smarter and faster. Have you used Kite? Do you know about no. this? You're nodding. Oh, okay. They use machine I've learning. I've heard of them. I've heard of them. I've not used it. To power their completions experience, allowing less memory, CPU, and battery usage on your computer. 
This allows for longer, more relevant, and less noisy complications. Kite's completions are sorted or ranked by relevance instead of popularity or the alphabet, and they offer support for 16 programming languages, including Java, HTML, Kotlin. Help me out. Nope. Okay. And Ruby and seamlessly integrate with supported IDEs already installed in your computer. It's one of those things I've never, I've seen it written. I've never heard it said out loud. I'm so sorry. Best of all, Kite is free to use. So download it today at the link in the video description. <laughs> Finally, the show is brought to you by Vessi Footwear. Uh, Vessi Footwear is known for making comfortable shoes that are light and most importantly, water resistant. You can walk in almost any terrain while keeping your feet dry. You can even have a water gun fight in the winter with your Vessi footwear and it'll keep your feet dry. I speak from experience. Go check out that video on channel. Super fun. They've got their new weekend shoe. Okay, this has been my talking points forever. They have the weekend shoe uh, and they have a look that fits almost all occasions uh, for men and women. You can get $25 off each pair with offer code WANSHOW at Vessi.com slash WANSHOW. All right, Luke, let's do some tech news. What do you want to talk about first? Tech news. What was the, I can't remember the last, there was some programming language in the, in the hiring video that you said that everyone freaked out about as well. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> uh, I think we should talk about 3060 TI. 3060 TI? I, I don't think do there's, there, there's a lot of notes here. I don't necessarily think we need to go like all the way through it, but the, the RTX 3060 TI launched and it's gone. Yeah, it's gone already. It's you know, What's crazy, like we speculated in our review that the timing of the launch along with the pricing suggests that NVIDIA's targeting would be console buyers. And it seems like NVIDIA really played, other than not being able to make enough cards to fill the demand, uh, NVIDIA really played their cards right, going aggressively after this launch window that slightly preceded the console launch with their high price products so that they could get as much revenue as possible out of the people that wanted next gen and had the coin to spend and then followed up with like this kind of this one two three like you know punch punch uppercut combo with a 400 dollars product that happens to be just exactly what a next gen console costs that's shipping right as you cannot buy a next gen console in time for the holidays I mean, I, I saw a lot of people criticize us for pointing out that a PlayStation 5 and an RTX 3060 Ti are the same price, saying, well, what about the rest of the computer? You got to remember who our audience is, guys. Like, we're talking to computer enthusiasts. I think it's a fair assumption that they own something that's like, I mean, what, Sandy Bridge at worst, probably? And yeah, you could yeah. pair a, like a 2600K or a 3770K, like an Ivy Bridge processor, you could pair that with a 3060 Ti. You'd be a little bottlenecked or whatever, but that's how a lot of people upgrade their systems piecemeal. You do the GPU now, and then a couple years down the road, uh, you go and you do like a CPU motherboard upgrade or whatever the case may be. My girlfriend is running a 2600K and a 1080. Yep. That's because you don't love her very much. I know. I know. I get it. I get it. My, my wife's running that a... That is not fair. My wife's running a 3770K, so not much better. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, I don't even think she has like an 80 series card, and it's older than that. I think it's like... Uh, I think it's 900 family, like a 970 or something. So, huh, you're yeah, wrecked. Yeah, yeah, that's a self-burn. That's a self-burn self <laughs> right there. Um... The craziest thing about this is that 
I wasn't even willing to give NVIDIA the benefit of the doubt. We scripted our video before we had any indication that there would be shortages in the 3060 Ti, and we pretty much, we reported proactively that there would be shortages <laughs> of the 3060 Ti. Very irresponsible. This this goes back to a conversation we've had multiple times and a long time ago um, yeah. about how like you could probably make review videos for graphics cards before the graphics cards come out. Um, but this is now like you could probably do graphics card news yeah. Before the graphics card news comes out, it's like we're we're moving forward. We the totally pulled it thickening. off, man. We totally pulled it off. We got away with one there. Man, we would have looked beautiful. so stupid. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we pulled it off, and uh, I was actually really worried because in the day before the launch, uh, news started coming out of retailers saying, "Well, actually, you know, we're feeling kind of bullish on this because we've got more supply of 3060 Ti than every other 30 series card combined." up until this point and i was like oh uh okay let's see how this goes but nope it's Gone. it's uh while it seems like more gamers were able to get their hands on these than the other recent gpu launches there were not enough to go around and as usual a big part of the problem is of course scalpers scalpers yes. you know what's really funny i had someone blaming me for scalpers the other day like if like if influencers didn't review products and say that they were good, that people wouldn't know they were good and want them. <laughs> There's still like launch events and stuff. Like what? what? Like this about? somehow this is my fault. So what? I should lie. I should say it's bad so that you can get one. So because Why no one else will people... be in on the secret. If people, if people didn't know products were coming out, they wouldn't have to rush to buy them. They'd have no idea. Okay, Come sure. On. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anyway, yeah, looks like that whole thing is definitely happening. They're going for anywhere from 600 to 750 bucks. Uh, this card is, I mean, it's, it's a great looking card. Um, you shouldn't be paying that kind of money for it. Just please wait, guys. Please. Okay. Wow. Here's one that went for MSRP. That's pretty sick. Wait, who sold this? Okay. Glack 13. Wow. What a, what a bro, mm. you know, what a bro Please or sis, you know, all good. Is, is this Glack again? What are you, what are you talking What's about? What's up Glack? Sorry. I'm screen sharing right now. I'm showing there's, there's a seller oh. that's selling 3060 TIs for MSRP. Okay. Hold huh. on a second. Who's this Glack? Is this just a store? Oh, you know what? I wonder if it's like a picture of it or whatever. I wonder if this is just a scammer. Oh. Because they've only got two feedback. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's okay. To be clear, I'm not recommending you go buy a 3060 Ti from Glack over there. Uh, yeah, I, that did not happen on the show today. I was All like right. wondering if it was some like offshoot of Galax or something. The good news? Like, no, this is their like eBay store. The good news is that rumors of an AMD answer to the new card in January are starting to swirl, so we might get an RX 6700 XT. Um, which will also be immediately sold out. Which will probably also be immediately sold out. I mean, if I'm AMD, like, I can only get so much 7 nanometer yeah. anything. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, the the CPU business unit's kind of the uh, company darling at the moment. <laughs> if yeah. I was AMD... Uh, I know where I, I know what I'd be doing with my uh, with my allocation. <clears throat> All right. Speaking of uh, 
Okay, now it says this, this is not segwayable. But Tom's Hardware is reporting that no, SSD what? bait and switching means you might not get the performance that you expect when you buy an SSD product. You know, part of me is actually kind of annoyed that this is in the news right now because just, man, I, I wish I, I'm going to check this uh, spreadsheet, but I think it was like days ago that I was like, hey, yeah, that's like a thing. We should make a video about that. Um, this should be illegal is the title that I wanted to have for the video. So I'll probably still do it. We'll do it in the next little bit. Um, but yeah. basically it talks about, uh, here's my notes. Taking a product that has been revised throughout its life cycle silently, like an SSD hurting performance is my notes. And I put that in like a few days ago and now it's like breaking news and everybody's going to be talking about it. <sighs> That's okay. I still have a good title, so it shouldn't matter. People will click the crap out of a title like that. So it's fine. I'm just, I'm just annoyed. Anyway, uh, Luke, why don't what do you, you walk us through this one? What do you think if the revision is documented? If the revision is documented and does not negatively impact performance in any way that is not overcome by some other benefit, then I'm fine with it. Silent revisions what would are fine. What would another benefit be? Like a like a cost down or something like that? Like if like let's say an SSD. Let's use an SSD as an example. No, a cost down is not a benefit to the consumer. A cost down is a benefit to the manufacturer. And they can spin it as a benefit to the consumer if they actually lower the price, but a cost down is just a cost down. Um, so, so the way that I see it, if like, let's say an SSD, they changed out the controller such that the sequential reads and writes no longer meet the manufacturer spec, but the random performance is actually marginally better such that in a real world scenario that most customers would use it in, it actually performs a little better. I'd say that's fine. Okay. Yeah. That's that my take sense. on that. Yeah. So what's going on here is the Tom's Hardware released a report this week regarding SSD manufacturers changing not just NAND flash, but also the SSD controllers. That is really that's, kind of crazy. It's a me. much bigger change than changing yes. the flash. Yeah. The flash, like that's, I mean, maybe not so hot, but I'm not too surprised it's happening. Changing the whole controller is pretty wild. And um, there's ways you can change the flash that don't hurt the performance or don't in a meaningful way. And I, I would maybe argue that this is why usually i'd say when you're doing benchmarks you don't use your old numbers but i guess in this case they would have the old ssd yeah anyways so even if they reran it they would get the same it numbers matter. yeah yep still you should rerun it but yeah in this case that wouldn't have saved them at all so completely ignore that um, the report looks closely at specifically, but I'm sure it happens to more than just this. Adata's XPG SX8200 Pro. Tom's Hardware originally reviewed this back in 2018, and the drive sat on their best SSDs list for quite some time. Uh, these running changes that have happened to this SSD have had a massive impact on performance with a 41% slowdown in file copy performance. And it says Ooh. in the document, a 500 megabyte per second decline in light workloads oof. after the unreported changes. Tis, tis a big uh, oof, sir. That's a massive oof, I would say. Um, that's that's pretty rough. As Tom's updated their top listed SSDs in favor of new releases, they noted that Adata had changed their controller, firmware, and NAND. It's a new device entirely. <laughs> Just with the same product name. What is this? Is it like Theseus's ship or whatever? Uh, what but is like it? it? 
I, there, there's this story. I, I think it's Theseus's ship, but I don't. I don't fully remember. Where there's this ship, and through through the course of sailing it over years and years and years, it go, it undergoes a, repairs constantly, right? Sure. But at a certain point, every single part of the ship has been replaced. Is it the same ship? Ah, uh, here we go. Even though the materials it's made of change, the shape, the name, and the design stay the same, so it is the same ship. Uh, if other, it is the same ship. If other people think it's the same ship, that's another way of thinking about it. Uh, there's the whole philosophy foundation.org ship of Theseus thing. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's a whole thing, whole thing, whole rabbit hole. Like the, the SSD of Theseus. <laughs> is, it, is it the same SSD? If they can convince all of you that it's the same SSD, then is it the same SSD? Uh, no. yeah. The answer is no. Yeah. Not when you change the controller firmware. Yeah. And the answer is no. You butthead. That's the that's the real you answer. Change the name and sell it as something different. Now it's you not butthead. uncommon for manufacturers to be forced to change the parts that they use. For example, DRAM. Um, oh, I remember yeah, yeah. back when I first got into computers, there was a whole thing around Winbond BH5 chips being like the shiz, and then being discontinued. And then it was Samsung TCCDs, and then there were I think they were called UTT. So UTT was short for untested apparently and um a lot of manufacturers notably OCZ I shouldn't say manufacturers a lot of DRAM sellers notably OCZ would sell uh TCCD products which were Samsung chips that had really good overclocking characteristics very efficient they'd run at really low voltages and then they would have like basically the same or very similar product like not easily discernible to the consumer that would have these utt dies in them and they were like great for overclocking like they would sell these like overclocking centric SKUs, and then they would just like warranty them like they would rate them to these crazy voltages that people were happy enough to pump through their ram um but they were just like crappy dies that were cheap. And so companies were just like OCZ were just selling them um, as premium memory and then just warrantying them at these crazy voltages, knowing that a bunch of them were going to die. And it was like this whole it was this whole crazy thing. And I forget where I was going with this story. But the point is, right, the point is BH5s went away. TCCDs eventually went away. And that doesn't mean that all of a sudden a Corsair or OCZ or a Mushkin or whoever the case may be, that doesn't mean that all of a sudden they don't still need to sell like, you know, the 3200 megahertz CL5, you know, RAM kit. Um, so they've got to put something on it. So in a lot of cases, the DRAM chips, and you'll see this with graphics cards too, the DRAM chips can change. And I'm okay with that as long as they don't use anything that doesn't meet the spec. SSDs are one of those products where they can still reach the spec if all they spec it in if all they spec is like sequential reads and writes they can still reach the spec without having the same performance characteristics so it becomes this really um kind of scary gray area for consumers um i think i don't know if this is a note from tom's hardware or hexus who have both reported on this but it is it is a good best practice if you want to know that exactly what you buy is going to be exactly what was reviewed six nine twelve eighteen months ago then buying from an ssd manufacturer who is vertically integrated like samsung is a pretty good bet intel to my knowledge also has not pulled these shenanigans but i do know that some others i know kingston's done it i know a data's done it um have pulled this kind of crap um and not been very transparent about it 
Uh, I remember having a really funny experience once uh, with a stick of Corsair XMS2 memory. The revision, like the version number. So they'd have a part number and then a version number. The version number was like 17 point something. And I'm like, how many different sets of dies have you had on this thing? This is incredible. Because DDR2 was around for a long time by that point. And it just, it amused me. It amused me a lot. That's That's all I have to say about that now. I just realized I, I had you on, whoops, didn't mean to do that. I had you on a monitor I don't normally have you on. So I realized this this whole show, I've just been looking like off the window. So sorry, I've now fixed that. Um, where did I put the WAN doc? But yeah, this is uh, this is brutal. I don't necessarily think we need to go through a ton of the rest of the notes. Um, it, it covers a lot of stuff that, uh, that, that you just covered, to be completely honest. Um, but yeah, this is not good. And I'm I'm happy they released that. I hope you release your video. I think it'll be really interesting to dive into. I I think some amount is fine and if the if the difference is relatively negligible. Yeah. Like it's not really that big of a deal. Like if the performance drop was like if it existed and if it was measurable, but like it was pretty darn small. Like uh, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. You might not be able to get the supplies you had in the past. It's remarketing this whole new device is going to be a nightmare blah 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 like it's it it sucks it's not good for the consumer it's not good for the the manufacturer it's not good for anybody but like maybe it has to happen but dropping 41 percent improvement yeah and all these other crazy things just is completely unacceptable and the worst case is the ones where they like clearly know it's going to happen like they send out review devices and then like almost immediately they rev the product yeah, yeah. that's dirty and like this has been a thing in like thumb drives forever but the difference is that nobody ever cared because they were thumb drives. Um, but I mean, it's actually kind of funny to think about. I remember like back in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, thumb drive reviews were totally a thing, especially oh, yeah. right around the time USB 3 was coming out. So that was like late 2000s. Thumb drive reviews, absolutely a thing. So you would send out your thumb drive for review. It would be like the fastest one. And then you just rev the flash put crappy flash on it and now you're selling a bunch of thumb drives that are garbage um but people think it's good and they're never going to benchmark it because it's a thumb drive who cares um yeah man <sighs> manufacturers always finding a way to do us dirty eh? sorry i just i have to send you this oh um, what's up i don't do know you remember if, this i don't know if i have an easy way to check is this discord oh yeah. lordy Patriot 16 gig holiday stocking USB drive unboxing and speed test. Okay, there you go. Luke managed to dig it up. I have personally reviewed a thumb drive. <laughs> Hold on a second. No, we're pulling this up. We're pulling this up, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go. Uh, let me just move this a little bit. There we go. There it is. Patriot 16 gig holiday stocking whatever thing here. We're going to listen to it together. I made that sound effect. I clinked now, a, a fork on a glass or something. Vu. I've seen this before. This is the Patriot Holiday Tree and the Patriot Snow Person politically correct USB flash drive. So the Holiday Tree is four wow. gig. The snow. I was sassy, hey? Snow and Person. There's one that I didn't have before and I didn't know I was getting, so I went and shot the video already. But now we have the Patriot Holiday Stocking. So that is the. How did I make a four minute video about a USB thumb drive? about a like holiday themed 16 gig i think it was like a it was either a promotional item or we got them at like a really good price or something 
And look at that. 12 megabytes a second. No, and then... Oh, it's dropping off a little bit. <laughs> I don't sound very impressed. <laughs> All right. We can put, we I don't can think put this that was away. the only one we did. I remember there being a tree. No, that I acknowledged it right at the beginning of that video. I was like, yeah, yeah, um, this uh, it's the same thing again, but slightly different housing. I had one of those for years and years. I pulled the tree off of it because it interfered with like everything when you tried to plug it in, but I used it for many years. It served me very well at 12 to 13 megabytes a second. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we should do our last couple of headline topics. Risk 5 CPU unofficially, this is very important, decimates Apple's M1 efficiency. This is not a big surprise if you've been following the Risk 5 initiative. Uh, but Micromagic has a new prototype CPU that offers decent performance with record-breaking efficiency. Uh, Risk 5, man, this is going to be this like honestly i've seen some interesting analysts takes on nvidia's arm purchase going like yo nvidia what are you doing brah like arm is arm is at their peak right now in this moment right now like it is nothing but downhill from here now there's it's no guarantee that risk 5 is going to take off or whatever um, you know, yeah. we're, we're still waiting for Linux to dominate the desktop, but yeah. as an open CPU architecture with no licensing fees or royalties or anything like that, oh boy, there's a lot of room for some very smart people to be contributing and they are, and there's a lot of room for some very, very cool things to happen. In fact, there are probably, I, I, there are things, cool things that are happening now, but unlike ARM, users of RISC-V are not, uh, they're not uh, required to disclose that they're using it. So there could be products and projects out there that are running RISC-V Silicon, oh, and you just don't even know because they're yeah. just a black box. Like there's, you have no access to, to poke and prod at them. So uh, Micromagic advisor Andy Huang claimed that the CPU could produce 13,000 core marks with a five gigahertz clock at 1.1 volt with lower power configurations providing even better efficiency. This, uh, the three gigahertz setup outperforms a Snapdragon 820 in the Samsung Galaxy S7, and that is at just 69 milliwatts. Nice. Nice. What's a core mark? Good question. It's a deliberately simplified platform-neutral CPU benchmarking tool re released by the Embedded Microprocessor Benchmark Consortium, and it focuses solely on the core pipeline functions of a CPU, including basic read-write, integer, and control operations. Ars Technica independently ran core mark on an Apple M1 Mac Mini and a Ryzen 7 4700U for comparison, and the Ryzen 7 4700U was 13,956 iterations per second per watt, while the Apple M1 was 10,947 iterations per second per watt, and the Micromagic CPU at 3 gigahertz was uh, <clears throat> about 10 times either of them in terms of efficiency. So if you want something yeah. that's like uh, a smartwatch that you actually don't have to charge for a week, this could be the way there. Pretty freaking incredible. We've actually talked about RISC-V before. Uh, we did a video with Sci-5, um, who are, it's like kind of like a, a chip design assistance firm um, that is already shipping like tons of RISC-V silicon. And as far as I can tell, they've just been beavering over, away over there since the last time we talked to them. It's been quite a while. We should actually check back in with those guys. It's not a competitor for traditional ARM and x86 CPUs in phone or laptop applications yet. 
but it's much closer to them than previous RISC-V implementations have been. So we are a long ways off, but it is absolutely possible that something like this could take the market by storm. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that we think is really critical to cover here? We did promise. To I think talk the about Micron the... Fab thing yeah, is sure. pretty cool. All right. Talk um, me through it. One of Micron's fabs in Taiwan went offline on Thursday, which startled the market very quickly and sent memory uh, memory spot prices upwards due to supply uncertainty, even though the fab was only offline for one hour. hour. <laughs> the fab typically pumps out approximately 8.8% of the global DRAM supply. Okay. Approximately 125,000 wafers, wafer, wafer states per month. Wow. Okay. Crazy. Production facility mostly makes DDR4 and LPDDR4 memory using 10 nanometer class process techniques. I just think that's wild. To be clear, when you lose power for an hour at a fab, that's a lot more than just 1 24th of a day of lost productivity. Uh, Micron says they're expecting to have it back to normal within the next few days. Because my understanding, although I don't know if this is specifically true of DRAM, but my understanding of many of these micro manufacturing techniques is that anything that is in flux in some state of the uh, manufacturing process can be lost by a sudden power outage or a sudden offline uh, state. So it, it I, is... my understanding of this is very rough, but I thought it was a little bit more certain than that. I thought it was lost. Uh, I'm not sure. I mean, it, I don't know. Yeah, it depends. And there's going to be a bunch of time wasted, like going through and like seeing it, checking, yeah, and, checking everything, yeah. making like then making sure all the machines when you get why did it go offline properly, making sure it yeah. doesn't go offline again, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. And actually, there's one more. There's one more thing I want to talk about. Asus and ASRock have enabled resizable bar on Z490. So this is before Intel even announced official support for resizable bar on their platforms. And Asus and ASRock have apparently both released BIOSes for some Z490 motherboards with the ability to enable what is effectively AMD's smart access memory. But it's not because AMD says that smart access memory is like it's like that, but like. There's like optimizations, man. Um, <laughs> so what smart access memory does and what resizable bar enables is the CPU to access the GPU's entire memory uh, directly. It's part of the PCI Express specification, meaning anyone can implement it. I just was expecting motherboard manufacturers to wait for Intel to say, yep, let's go ahead and do this. Uh, AMD's performance claims for smart access memory have it at roughly 5 to 10% faster than without it. And that's, we have seen that backed up in the real world. In fact, we've, I think we've seen, um, we've seen results even better than that range uh, in terms of minimum frame times. So that's a big deal in terms of delivering a smoother gaming experience. And early performance data provided by Japanese tech website Asks, ASCII? Is that how? Yeah, okay. It's just called ASCII. Okay, cool. ASCII uh, places the Intel flavored version at similar performance levels, hinting that there's nothing inherently special about AMD's Ryzen Radeon synergies. AMD says there's more to the story, though. So we're going to have to see, uh, you know, how this looks when NVIDIA implements it and Intel officially supports it, and we can do a bunch more testing on it. But that's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. All right. Now it's time to go check out LTT store and see uh, how many of you are, are, wow, you guys are, that, I did not see that one coming. I thought people were going to be like, 
what? $70 for a pillow? I'm going to get the little one. But the big pillow is outselling the little one by a significant margin. Did not expect that. Okay. Well, now I know. I, I always underestimate you guys. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe you'll be like price sensitive or whatever. And we like try and I, I should have just gone full alpaca wool. I should have just been like, here's a tiny pillow. It's $50. Like, <laughs> I, I don't it's, the best, know. it's the best tiny pillow you'll ever buy. Yeah, exactly. You can rest your tiny little head on it. I'm like, what do I tell you people? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, I think that's. So, pretty... yeah, and there's, oh. a sec is there, there's a secret pocket in the pillow? No. What's, what's up with. No, 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 it's not a pocket. Uh, Why are that you shoving is... money in it in one of the pictures? Oh, there is a pocket. I lied. Okay, yes, yeah. there's a secret pocket in the pillow. Well, it's not a secret now, Luke. <laughs> Way to go. Or should I say kook? What? I forget why I called you that one day. What, 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 do you remember this reference? I called you K-U-K-E at some point, kook. Oh, I no, I remember why. it. I don't remember why. I don't even remember when it was. I don't remember I, why. I know it happened. Uh, the big know. one does not have the secret pocket, by the way. Uh, the, the real reason the secret pocket exists, actually, is it's part of the manufacturing process. Um, we have to like close it up and on the small one it was really hard to hide the seam to close it back up so this is where they filled it and then they just jam it back in there and then they put a zipper there so that the whole thing would just be like cleaner looking um so you can see that looks sure. like totally clean where the zipper is yeah um and then we didn't have to do that on the big one uh nick so claims no, the big no one does have it but i don't one. think it does oh. no because we didn't have to do it on the big one. So we, oh, okay, I lied. <laughs> okay, well, why are these people, why do I think that? Okay, apparently the big one does have a big pocket. Look at that. I can put my oh, whole fist pocket. in this pocket. All right. Nice. Put that in there. Never mind. Oh, and Nick is also reminding me to uh, look at Super Chats. Why are you guys sending Super Chats instead of buying stuff on LTTstore.com? Like, I I get it. You want to support Linus Media or Group. Joining, or joining like, the over 20,000 uh, subscribers on Flowplay. Exactly. Exactly. This is what I'm talking about. All right. Fine. We'll look at the Super Chats then. Um, I'm only going to have time to do a few. Uh, Dark Guy 2 asks, have you guys gotten in the EVE spectrum? We have. I actually wanted to shoot that today, but I ran out of time. So I'll probably shoot it early next week. I'm really excited to check it out. Uh, Mal asks, hey, Linus, with the USA just recently banning cotton from Xinjiang, do you guys make sure your inventory doesn't contain any forced labor cotton in the supply chain? Uh, I don't know about that specific region. I am going to have to find out where this... Wait, no, we don't have any cotton. No cotton. Uh, it's alpaca wool and uh, polyester. I think he probably means in the whole product stack. Oh. Ah, uh, well, we use American Apparel T-shirts, so I don't know where they're getting their cotton. That's a, this is a great question and something we are going to have to investigate. Thank you. Um, Andrew Wells says, "Money for you? No, you're doing it wrong. That's twenty U.S. dollars. Buy a pillow. What are you doing?" Uh, Tim Jennings says, why spend three videos on customer support with Secret Shopper and use Agent Sarah when you did not factor any of that into the final result? This is an insult to customer support, support reps and it shows they're not valued. What are you talking about? We totally factored it in when we gave our final scores. We 100% factored it in. Um, all right. Robert Mail says, hi, celebrity guest. Oh, you missed her. 
Uh, <laughs> oh, new house is 500 feet from available fiber service. ISP will not take $3,000 to wire a single house, but will take $27.49 a month if I get a business account and they'll wire it then. Unbelievable. Sorry, dude. Clayton says, y'all got any GPUs? Haha, <laughs> JK. Any information on 3070 Ti or 3080 Ti? I would be surprised if they launch anything like that anytime soon. Uh, what else we got? Uh, we'll take their sweet time. I looked up um, American Apparel's uh, policies and stuff. I, I haven't found a specific... It's a, so for cotton, they specifically say most of our cotton comes from the U.S. because of its high quality and strong environmental sustainability and social responsibility practices. More than 75% of the cotton acreage where our cotton is grown is irrigated using naturally occurring rainwater only, blah, 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 blah. They have a whole page on there about us, people-environment. Oh, um, they talk okay. about how it's all ethically and sustainably made. Okay. Well, there you go. Thank you for that. Uh, Luck Dragon says, my first and last pre-built PC was a Dell in 20 2007. Uh, latest PC was inspired by y'all and Jay's two cents. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, Matthew Court says, first time watching live. Hi from New Delhi. Love the content. Any chance you could do a guide to overclocking the new 5000 series? Overclock your RAM, basically? I mean, AMD is pushing so hard to the red line that, like, there's not really a ton of headroom in Ryzen, which is, like, yeah, I don't know. Take some of the fun out of it, but, like, it's fine. It means you get a ton of performance right out of the box, right? Uh, Vorpal Bunny says, cute hat, super chat. Thank you for that. And Kinestic, final super chat, this last one. Do you support changing the industry standard name to Graphics Brick? No, I do not. We're going to keep calling them graphics cards. I see where you're getting at with this, though. They're not really, like, card skinny anymore. No. Oh, I lied. Pixel Plays, is it machine washable? No, please do not machine wash your pillow. You have to, like, clean it like you would any other pillow. Sorry. Uh, so don't let your cat pee on it. Um, dry clean only. <laughs> do not, do not bleach. Do not tumble dry. Do not iron. Do not drop. Do not drop. It's on the label. It says do not drop it. <laughs> All right. Dakota Reno asks, why are girls so confusing? If I had the answer to that, I would have a lot more money and fame than I do now. Thanks for watching. See you again next time. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Bye. Oh, by the way, Letterkenny was not referencing us. They were referencing the same thing we are referencing, which is 1970s Batman with the whole same bat time, same bat channel thing. Ah. See you later. Yes. And you should